2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Two officers and a paramedic are dead. They're murdered by a suspect. One other officer is shot. A uh, couple outlets going Alpha News and Crime Watch reported the name yesterday. More now reporting the name right now of Shannon Cortez Gooden. We're about to bring in Dakota County Sheriff Joe Lico to talk about this uh, awful, awful story. Obviously, Burnsville in Dakota, just a little bit about the individual who reports have suggested killed himself after he murdered these three and shot another one that convicted of second degree assault with a dangerous weapon going back to 2007, had petitioned the court in vain trying to get access to weapons again uh dakota county had pointed out uh, issues he had had including uh an incident with a woman going back to october of 2017 gave her a concussion and a black eye with a headbutt also threw down the stairs another woman said in a petition of july 7th 2020 that Gooden grabbed a knife while the two argued, cut her clothes and swiped her foot, sending the woman, the, this particular individual, down the stairs. Both individuals had failed to earn an order for protection. A judge, a petition, had dismissed the second petition for lack of evidence. Dakota County Sheriff Joe Lico is now with us. You obviously are saddened and they're devastated by the loss of lives when you hear a little bit about the suspect's background sir and i thank you for coming on what is your reaction when you hear about that
1: uh thank you chad uh that's that's all news to me you know i I should know those things but uh throughout the course of this investigation that's being handled by the bureau of criminal apprehension uh, and the medical examiner's office to identify the suspect in this matter but i know that i know that there's uh information that's going on out there as far as the potential of who the suspect is and there's been fact finding on what's what his history is if if that is the case that's it's highly disturbing uh we are focusing our efforts on the city of burnsville right now and the grieving communities uh surrounding burnsville and throughout the state for that matter uh to make sure that we're offering our support and condolences to all
3: i i want to get to that because that's incredibly important but just a little more on the suspect and also orders for protection. Do you feel like when individuals, and let's just go your area, Dakota County, are, are citing reasons why they should have an order for protection, that enough of those are granted? Because we've had a couple of cases recently where someone talked extensively, a, a former disc jockey at The Current talked extensively to Janna Shortall of CARE 11, about how far she went, how far another woman went, in trying to get an order for protection, and how it wasn't granted. And I, I can see people seeing these details here and knowing that there were two children, two, seven children, ages two to fifteen, in this house, and one individual is reportedly one of the women who won an order for protection. And some people wondering, what do you have to do to get? in order for protection
1: right I mean the protection of, of those that I feel like they're in danger there has to be a process and those processes uh, go through the court pro- go through the courts and um, you know you file for a petition for order for protection and the uh, other party can show up and, and and challenge that if needed and I assume that's the case when it usually happens uh, when it does get dismissed is when both parties are heard. Uh, if the other party doesn't show up, the, uh, the court, the, the order for protection is granted at that point. So each, each individual situation is different. Uh, what I see is the majority are granted because uh, the courts are protective of potential victims. And we as law enforcement also want to make sure that those are enforced. And, and, and domestics, as we know, are can be the most dangerous calls that you go to as far as law enforcement goes because the emotions are heightened, op- heightened oftentimes. And um, and those situations are just very dangerous.
3: When you hear about a number of incidents here, I go back to yeah. many conversations I've had with law enforcement, uh, especially over the last four or five years, who yeah. feel like that there are certain individuals who keep coming back into the system, Joe, and it's over mm-hmm. and over again, and they grow incredibly frustrated angry and weary about what is happening do you face some that's some of those same issues in dakota county as the sheriff where here's in here are individuals a b and c what a shock they're back in the system and feel like that the punishment should be stronger against these repeat offenders
1: absolutely especially the violent offenders we have to make sure that there's um they're held accountable and you know held in our jail if needed you know if they have that tendency we our, our recidivism in our jail seventy seventy five percent of those that are in custody have been there before so what does that say chad um it can be a revolving door i'm not saying all oh, those are violent crimes or you know dangerous crimes but they do get into that system and they they do come back when they get in that cycle and we try to do our best inside of our own jail to make sure that we're providing the resources and rehabilitate through through uh diversion programs or support systems but oftentimes they do come back and it is frustrating as law enforcement when you continue to go to that same house or arrest that same person and you see that they're out there and they become a threat to the public or threat to us. So we do plead our case and, and, our, and our prosecutors are great with that, but there are times when some, some do repeat, offend, and then it gets to the point where we had a tragedy that we had yesterday. And I don't know if that's the case, but with that said, this is a dangerous individual and we'll learn more as the investigation goes on as far as his history and um, and those things. But right now, I just I just want to make sure that we're, we're focusing on the community of Burnsville and all those around us that are hurting today.
3: Dakota County Sheriff Joe Lico is with us. Can I just answer the rhetorical question about what does it say? You know, the fact that it's 75 percent of those individuals have, have have been in your jail before and you mentioned it could be multiple reasons to me, just as a citizen, it says we're doing something wrong. Right. That we aren't doing enough with the punishment. And I know it's not your position to sit here and call out prosecutors or call out the legislature. But again, I I am a 100 percent believer in due process. But, Joe, if it's three out of every four are the same individuals who are facing the issue, to me, the punishment has to be stronger.
1: Right. I can totally appreciate that argument. Um, We know that when we do lock up and and, and secure those violent offenders and keep them off the streets, that that does reduce the the amount of crime that we have.
3: Joe, you've mentioned this a couple times, so let's get to it. As Dakota County Sheriff, that you personally and your staff trying to help out Burnsville, the police department, the families, can you be as specific as possible? What, What role are you guys playing?
1: Well, we at the sheriff's office and all the other cities that are incorporated within Dakota County. There's 12 of us, including the city of Burnsville. We, even though we're the third largest county in the state uh, population-wise, uh, we, we often don't have enough resources on our own to do things. So we've, we've collaborated on many things already, including our, our SWAT team, Drug Task Force, Electronic Crimes Unit, things like that. So we already know each other very well i've been with the sheriff's office for 27 years and i worked with many of these chiefs including chief schwartz uh for for the majority of those years and we already have those relationships so when something as tragic as this happens um we already have those relationships and we we bond together and lean on each other so our our goal here uh in the short term and long term as as chiefs and sheriff within dakota county is to is to help out as much as we can we're covering all the services uh, at this time for Burnsville as far as road coverage with patrol calls for service and investigations and support and things like that. So um, that that's the main thing. And then just be present and anything they need. And, and we've had such an outpouring of, um, you know, respect and um, asking for help, um, appreciation from all the other agencies within the state, uh, local, state, uh agencies stepping forward just we almost have to turn them away um which is very helpful uh when we're all just trying to grieve and that's how some of us get through it right just get to work and um we have to lean on each other so it's, it's it's tragic it's 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 heartbreaking i was at burnsville police department yesterday and um just there being present trying to help out wherever i can and just the blank stares on everybody's uh faces and disbelief and the sorrow um you had to step away from it at times because it became became too heavy
2: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Tacona County Sheriff Joe Lico is with us. It's 248. Chad Hartman here on CCO. Can I go back to um, when you face a domestic situation and the challenges and the emotion and the uncertainty? And if you could just expand on why. And this was a domestic situation. This is uh, a woman, seven kids, some of the authorities are alerted, waiting hour after hour after hour, and then three individuals killed, one person shot. But why domestic situations are such a concern when you and others within your profession uh, leave your department, leave where you are, and go to a particular scene involving that?
1: I think it's just because what I mentioned before chad oftentimes the emotions are heightened uh the person might or people might be under the influence of you know drugs or alcohol or whatever it is, but once that emotion gets gets heightened um the decision making skills aren't 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 good and uh the reactions aren't good in this specific situation and others when we have people in the same in the house when that's happening, our priority is to make sure that we're uh, protecting those that are inside, the innocent. In this case, the seven children and the woman that was inside. Uh, our, our people and all those in uniform put ourselves in between that threat and those people to make sure that they're safe. And and we know that we expose ourselves to that danger, and and that can be, um, you know, frightening at times. But we have such amazing people in this profession that that understand that they have to put others in front of themselves, and that's what our job is. And. Unfortunately, some of them have to give up the, the ultimate sacrifice, and that's their life. And you never hope that yeah. it would ever happen. Um, and that's why it almost seems surreal um, when it hits close to home like this. We've been to too many funerals here the last year. I counted eight, um, 10 if you count North Dakota, but Minnesota and Wisconsin. Uh, I, this, is, this, is, this is too much. Um, we need to uh, make sure that we're supporting our law enforcement especially during these times of need, uh, because they need they need the public to know that they they are respected and appreciated because that that really helps them keep moving forward, especially in times like today.
3: Joe, this is an incredibly difficult time. You're very busy. Your words mean a lot. Thank you so much for coming on. Be safe. Send our best. And uh, we'll reach out again another time down the line.
1: Thank you, Chad. I appreciate you having me on.